0: and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Alo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Schifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on AlloMoves.com. but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Alla Moves. Join the community on Allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alomoves.com, and the code is MASCARA20. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Fat
1: Mascara. Welcome, it's Jessica. I'm Jen.
0: So guess what today is? If it's Thursday and you're listening, it is International Fragrance Day. And really,
1: I'm celebrating. I celebrate fragrance every day. Me
0: too. Fragrance days is every, every day. day. <laughs> I
1: thought mascara.
0: <laughs> On so, every day, we wear fragrance. So we have something special for you because of that. But first, the topics we're going to cover. A lot of you guys have been DMing us about derma rollers. So we're going mm. to discuss. Then, crowdsourced beauty. Let's be honest. Do the people need the power when it comes to making beauty products? We have some thoughts. And a new line for men of color. I've seen some lines for women of color. This is a really cool skincare line, and we're going to talk about it and some of the concerns that skin type might have.
1: And then we have the gorgeous, the charismatic, the sensual. Sensual. I like Killian that. Hennessy. You may know his fragrances by Killian, and you just may know him from being like a, a man about town. And he's going to celebrate Fragrance Day. Yes, with us. I cannot think of a better guest. We got a DM the other day. Um, loving the DMs, guys. We got a DM that said this person heard, her name is Matilde, she said, what is good when it comes to the derma roller? She goes, they're designed to create micro tears in order to re- stimulate skin repair. Yes, I've read that too, Matilde.
0: I love that our listeners are so well-informed. Like she's coming at us <laughs>
1: from a place of knowledge already, yes. <laughs> but we can help expand on that, no? Yeah. So I, I have to tell you, I have so many of them in our beauty closet, and I've never dared to take one home because honestly, they scare the bejesus out of me. What about you? Uh, I have done it to
0: myself, and I didn't do it enough to see a response like an effect Mm -hmm. because honestly it wasn't comfortable for me so if you guys aren't familiar we should probably just say what a derma roller is they're like they look like little um, like pizza rollers almost with little spikes coming out of them
1: this came from not a pizza roller more like a the thing I use every morning to to clean to make sure that the lint roller to make sure that yeah because it's a barrel it's It's a barrel with little spikes
0: on it came out of a professional service where they would basically they roll it over your face poke a bunch of tiny microscopic Mm -hmm. practically invisible holes that then fire up your coffee collagen and get you going and repair your skin from the inside out
1: and let's say allegedly allegedly fire up the collagen I, I have heard of people that have mm-hmm. had great results with them
0: but I've I've done some research mm-hmm. and I have a friend Courtney Dunlop she runs like a skincare business and she also wrote a story for me on this mm-hmm. and there's a couple points that I have I don't know if you, if you have some experience with this who'd you talk to about this I talked to dr Downey oh you go first dog doctor. Doctor. Do-
1: doc- yeah I talk, I talked to a, a doctor I think and we might have differing opinions but let's see what the doctor said okay What'd you say? The doctor said basically hell to the no on these at-home ones she said people have given them infections from aggressive use okay and basically she is not a fan she's not it's not that she doesn't like the idea of derma rolling in general she said they can be a good thing because they do help build collagen and smooth fine lines but in the wrong set of hands and Mm -hmm. i'm going to say i'm just going to venture to say people who have not don't have experience putting thousands of tiny holes in their face that that's me okay (laughs) (laughs) they can cause irritation and redness of the skin she's all about controlled microneedling and that's what you get in a derms office it's true they have better control but here's some other tips because you know people are still going to try this the thing
0: is, the rollers are hard because every time you roll over, the, the spike is coming in at a different angle. You Ooh. really can't control how perpendicular they are to the skin. Whereas the derma stamps, are you familiar with those? What is a um, derma stamp? It's just the spikes are on like, a, it almost looks like a rubber stamp and they go in one direction only. So you don't roll it. You just stamp it around your face. Mm-hmm. Nurse Jamie has one of these. And a lot of estheticians and the doctors that do recommend, do say it's okay to do it at home, prefer these because you can be really exact about getting it perpendicular to skin so you're not like causing a tear. It's just like the, the tiny, tiny puncture. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the length of the needles. Very, 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 very important. So at home, you're not supposed to have a needle that is longer than 0.25 millimeters. And you can buy ones that are longer for sure mm-hmm. easily. But the Nurse Jamie one is actually 0.2 millimeters. So I like that.
1: Here's my take on the situation. Do you have Do you have more, Jen? I, I might, but go on. I want to hear your take. Okay. I think that there are so many other more sophisticated and elegant ways of stimulating collagen and getting a glow or whatever your anti. You know, this seems like the main thing is stimulating collagen, um, retinol, peptides. Why are we like? Bring in this like medieval-looking device and roll in our faces with needles. Isn't it like a lo-fi facial? The lo-fi facial is is the, the, the galsha. You were not bak this, this is like the the Hannibal Lecter. This is like the <laughs> torture facial. This is the I hate myself facial. This is I'm I have too much time on my hands. But I
0: do see. I do see when you want to have like you want to know it's working. Like it feels like oh this must be working because it's doing something. All right. Let me just add a couple more okay, caveats yeah, if you're yeah, gonna going to try because you know people are. You can only use these like five times max. And lots of people say just throw it after out after one use. If you're going to reuse it, you need to disinfect it with 90 percent alcohol. Like you can't. That's the problem. People have had issues. Say you roll it over some cystic acne. By the way, if oh. you don't have cystic. If you have cystic oh. acne, you should not be doing this. Um, you're going to take the bacteria and then reinfect other areas of your skin. So that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Honestly, if you're going to do it, just go with the stamp versions, not the roller versions. But or take Jess's even safer advice and go to the doctor's office or a trained esthetician to get this done, or get yourself
1: a nice peptide serum. Right? Like I'm using. you know what I'm doing right now? It's like kind of like not. It's like the same thing, but like a little different. I'm doing like a like an at-home peel that like goes over the course of a month, Mm -hmm. and that's supposed to like boost collagen and radiance and all that. This is so much more user friendly. The idea of like. Having this thing lying around, and then like sanitizing it, and like having my open pores, like putting on my bi- sheet at night. Agree,
0: but say you have a lot of uh, ingredient sensitivities. This has zero ingredients, so which seems counterintuitive because sensitive skin. Why are you gonna go poking <laughs> holes in it? But I feel it might be like if if it works for you, work it, but make sure you keep those guidelines in mind. Jeez, oh, yeah. Do not buy one of these professional ones online. Oh, and then my just God. Start. You should not see the holes. You should not bleed
1: buyer beware dude yes hope that was helpful Jen um you know we meet with many different brands all day long um I see you meeting with people that's not the fun part of being on the same floor I'm like hmm Jen's taking a meeting and then you'll see me like hmm she's taking a meeting
0: do we take
1: meetings with the same people one after each other sometimes Sometimes, sometimes yeah um and then you know, we I had I had, a, I had this meeting recently and I kind of felt like I was having déjà vu all over again. A lot of the meetings are about using this this term community driven or community sourced or, and and I said like I got I got to hold up guys. I was like what does that mean? Mhm. Because I kind of thought it was one of these like buzzwords. Like you and know, I always have jokes about like, yeah, um, out of the box or like mm-hmm. just about the white space, the white so space, disrupt it, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, how? I'll do it. Just just tell me what to do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's community driven, and it what they meant was they like pull a bunch of people or they pull their like you know their audience, the other that they have now, or you know their their prospective audience to create. The product that I am looking at. And I've seen this with at least 10 brands mm-hmm. in the past year. Yeah. Volition is one of them. Mm-hmm. They literally let you vote
0: on which product gets mm-hmm. made next. Glossier is like the OG example, right? Yeah. Some of their early products. Um, they took uh, Instagram followers and yes. took their ideas and brought them to fruition. What do you uh, think of the product? way?
1: Remember we had this conversation with Jen Atkin. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's how... I listened to my my clients or my my fans. She said, you know, when I was doing the line, she was like, Should I do X make it like Rose or make it like this? And I said, like, what about you? You're the expert. And she said, like, oh. She like leaned back, she goes, You need to lose the ego. And like we titled the episode of that. And I was all like, Shit, okay, Jen. I just Um, remembered another one. Julep did that too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it just got you know, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong here, but it got me thinking, Jen, like what, (laughs) Jeff? I just I, I really wonder if this is the way forward because of all of the social media or if like, you know, are we losing brands like voices and authority?
0: Yes. I see your point because I'll give this example. 20 years ago, did you know you wanted a little computer in your pocket that held all your music? You did not. If you went and polled 5,000 people, I seriously doubt mm-hmm. you would have come up with the iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, I still so- don't know how to truly unlock my
1: iPhone's true potential.
0: <laughs> Right. So, my point is a lot of the best inventions are things that people don't even know that they want. So, I see where you are meeting unmet needs, but every crowdsourced product that I've seen has truly been, they think it's revolutionary. I'm like, that's out there. The other people just couldn't find it. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, mm-hmm. so we're the first brand to do this vitamin C serum that doesn't cause sensitivity. And I'm like, there's like 20 of those already. But thank you for thinking that you're the first brand. So I worry that if you worry, if you look too much to crowd driven data, you're not going to innovate because there's mm-hmm. people out there that don't even know that th- there's the
1: potential to have a product. So you know what I mean? So I don't I, I don't want to give away your million dollar idea, but like what what do you feel like is missing? In the beauty world? Oh
0: my god, you're putting me on the spot.
1: Jackie, you can bleep, you can bleep this this out if it's really good. No, I have
0: have an answer because I actually DM'd with one of our listeners about this. Sure. Fat tubes. Fat tubes is a need. You guys know how I love a tubing mascara. sure. They are notoriously bad at creating drama, thickness, and length. They're really just darkening and sort of like a little bit of definition and separation on your lashes. And Blink, my, one of my favorites, came out with like an amplified version, but it ain't amplified. We need a thickening tubing mascara. Okay. I don't know if the technology is out there and this is why you need brands, but crowdsource me. That's what I want.
1: That's interesting. So it's a mascara that makes the lashes thicker. They don't just coat them.
0: Right. And it's still the tubing, so it'll slide off with okay. water. It won't smudge no matter what, but it's thickening. And listen, if you're out there, don't tell me the hourglass one again. You guys, I tried that. People sent me that one. <laughs> it's definitely a little bit more drama, but it still smudges. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's an unmet need. Do you ha- Did you have one in mind, an unmet? Let's crowdsource Jess right now.
1: I am looking for... Like a dewy product, like for a dewy face stuff that lasts more than like 10 minutes. Oh, they all slide off. They don't all they? slide off. Like, I walk out, I'm like, I am a dewy goddess. I am like, you know, goop personified. And like, I get on the subway and it's not there anymore. And the Chanel Bomb de Chanel that Veal, uh, I love um, that. That's actually the most long lasting one. That told us about. One. Yes, I'm sorry, I spoke over you. Um, Say it again so people
0: know the it's product. Bomb de Chanel. We'll put a link on the blog. It's honestly one of the best dewy products. Better than that Ciate stick, which I also still love the Dewey stick, but this one sticks around a little bit.
1: It's really good. So, okay, we're halfway there. Thank you, Chanel. Couldn't have thought of that myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I see your point. Like, as we get more into crowdsourced data and the products
0: coming out of it, are we going to miss out on products we didn't even know we needed?
1: Uh, yeah, I love it. Think, Keep thinking of, keep thinking of that wax stuff. Think out of the box. <laughs> So, Jen, I saw this news article about a brand that really caught my eye. Tell me about it. Okay. I love when when I can read about brands that I don't like get public, you know, PR emails. Well, just so
0: you know, guys, we do our homework. It's not just like we sit there waiting for publicists to pitch us stuff. We're out there looking for new stuff for you all the time. I'm
1: always looking for cool stories for you guys. And if you guys have cool stories, email me too. Okay. So there's a brand called Ceylon. C E Y L O N. It's a skincare brand developed to help men of color adopt an effective skincare routine. So they developed this with um ad- advisor Dr. Lynn McKinley Grant and the idea behind it is that this product is becomes out of a need and that sh- that's because men of color according to research it says that they're disproportionately affected by skin concerns such as acne car- acne scarring eczema, razor bumps, and this one did not surprise me at all, hyperpigmentation, something mm-hmm. that we've been hearing a lot about on this topic. It's funny, when
0: you um, showed me the article, I was like, that's interesting, because I've seen several skincare lines for women of color or just unisex, mm-hmm. and and that spoke to me, because I was like, you're right, there isn't something for this. So I looked into the founder, or it was the co-founder's backstory, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he had acne, and like you just said, um, disproportionately affects this uh, segment of the population. But one of the main ingredients for acne is uh, benzoyl peroxide right the,
1: the ingredient, yeah ingredients to treat it to fight yeah, acne. yeah, yeah.
0: so like you that's just what you're going to get but if you have dark skin i don't know if people know this benzoyl peroxide is a lightening agent it's peroxide
1: it will bleach like anything in its path
0: <laughs> Tell me out there, people, I bet if you didn't realize you had a face wash with benzoyl peroxide, your towels then got this like weird lighter color right in the center where you dry your face.
1: It usually happens after you throw it in the wash and dry Yeah, and then
0: it just like builds up over time. Now, imagine this isn't quite the same analogy with the skin cell and melanin, obviously, but on darker skin, it can have a lightening effect. So there you are trying to get rid of your acne. And now you have like pale spots on your face. Yes,
1: it says um, one of the founders... Um, had that very issue. Um, yeah, one of the found co-founders, his name is Blake. He said that he was using an over-the-counter skincare product recommended by his derm, recommended by his derm, and it, he said it ended up bleaching his skin, leaving him with a pale, washed-out complexion. I mean, I don't know if it was benzoyl peroxide, but that was we just don't a- know. But I think that's very interesting. We should find him and ask him now. Now he should come I on know, the show.
0: I know. But so they're treating those uh skin concerns in a way that isn't going to cause a problem on top of the old problem. Exactly. Also, I like the name. It's like the T.
1: Ceylon tea you you've ever drank it I think Ceylon's just like a color. It's it's also a place in Sri Lanka, oh, I believe. I, didn't, I, didn't, well, be I got to look into that. this. Well, when we have him on, we can ask him about the origin of the name. But I also love that you know there are we are seeing a lot more of these brands for people of color. Urban Skin RX, which I you know that brand is awesome. Like the the formulas are great. Um, it's you know all about lightening and brightening. Specific Beauty is another brand, and Specific Beauty uh, was actually founded by a woman of color, which mm-hmm. also
0: I know is important to some people when they're looking at these products. Heather. She's a great doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones,
1: but we can put
0: some links on the blog. Yeah, there's quite a
1: few. So if you tried any of these brands, please let us know what you think, and we'll keep our eye out for this trend.
0: Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at Ritual.com slash Mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's Ritual.com slash Mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season...
1: We are here with Killian Hennessy, the founder, the creator, like basically the guy behind <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind By Killian. Uh, we're very happy to have him here. I feel like you, you don't really like come out and like hit the scene too often. You're not doing lots of podcast interviews. No,
2: actually it's my first one.
1: You came here in like like leather gloves and like a jacket and just looking very Killian-ish.
0: Yeah. Also, did we mention By Killian is a
1: fragrance company? And I so think much I said more by Kilian fragrances. Yeah, yeah. Welcome but to he's, not he's also like the best scented man ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I don't want to embarrass you, but I said Kilian Hennessy. Did I? Did I? Mm-hmm. Hennessy. You're Hennessy. Uh,
2: you, you sound very sexy when you say it. <sighs>
1: oh, it's kind of hot in this little pod box. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? And what led you to fragrance?
2: um what does it mean to be hennessy Mm -hmm. um i don't know really um what i know is that when i was young i felt the name to be a strong pressure to be heavy on my shoulders
1: of the hennessy dynasty if any of you don't know what i'm talking about, all i know is the liquors yeah
2: i mean yes okay i just want to
1: make sure we're on the same page
2: the cognac liquor yeah of course
1: like, rappers were, like, throwing it around in, like, the 90s and, like, early 2000s.
2: Yeah, and it keeps—and it's still on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, um what I knew uh, after college is that—or even before college—is that I didn't want to work for my family. This is something that I knew I didn't want to do. I still had no idea what I would want to, want to do, but um, when I was um, in college— Uh, I did a semantic and semiology kind of university.
1: Where did you go to school?
2: Um, It's a school that's part of Paris 4 Sorbonne, and it's called Mm -hmm. CELSA. It's a a five-year program that trains to all communication and marketing jobs. And during my last year, I wrote a thesis on the semantics of sense. Mm. And in order to understand what I would be writing about, I did a no school in parallel with my fifth year. And when I started smelling essential oils and synthetic notes and raw materials, I was hooked immediately. Like, first day, first second. I knew immediately that perfume was going to become my world.
1: So, I mean, there's some kind of, there are some like, you know, there are some some parallels. There's some relationship between. They're both very kind of sensual, luxury items.
2: I, I think you're right. When I think back, I feel that they're
1: not needs
2: true
0: I need liquor and perfume I don't know about you
2: <laughs> I agree I mean p- past 8 p.m I do need l-
1: There's a sort of, there's sort of like refinement to both of them.
2: Yes and you know it's funny I feel that it was close enough to the world of cognac to mm-hmm. feel comfortable but far enough to keep my family at a distance.
1: Why did you want to be so removed from your family business? I always feel like, oh, I wish I had like a sweet family business I could just kind of like slide into.
2: Um, depends on which family you were born.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So what was the what was your family's reaction when you just announced, I'm going to go make fragrance?
2: Um, I had different reactions from different people. But in general, um, it was not an issue because... Hennessy was already part of a big, much bigger conglomerate called LVMH who does, didn't belong to the family anymore. Right. So it's not like you're leaving the family business, you know. Mm-hmm. The, fam- the business was not a family business mm-hmm.
0: anymore. Was anybody surprised about the perfume thing? Or they're like, this fits with Killian's personality?
2: <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably.
1: So you're one of the few fragrance brands that's very sensual, and its approach, and I shouldn't say few, fragrance has always had a long history with like, you know, Calvin Klein being very sexy, YSL being very sexy, but I think right now it's, I, I love it, I think it's very interesting that you are just so like, this is my brand, it's going to be sensual, it's going to be audacious, and it's very distinctive, um, you don't waver from it. Why do you take this approach?
2: Well, I, I don't really think in those terms. Uh, I do...
1: I'm not saying it's like sexy, sexy, like, you Especially know, like in your face. Especially for a it's niche brand
0: with a lot of them going more about the ingredients uh, or
1: things like that, and you're about, you know... Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. I, I don't mean like um, you started to speak. I just mean like it's, it's not afraid. It's not wishy-washy.
2: No. Um, as a
1: strong point of view. I think
2: two things. One, when I built my brand uh, 12 years ago, Obviously, the competition was all about raw materials. And I understand the need, why they needed to to go back to naming perfume just by the main ingredient the perfume is supposed to, to capture. But frankly, it has never been the origin of perfumery. You know, when you go back to the 18th century, the Eau de Cologne, uh, all the, you have great names, you know. Even if you look at the, the birth of Guerlain and perfumes like Leur Bleu or Chalimard, doesn't not. I mean, and Shalimar. Just to give you an idea, Shalimar is the first use of synthesized vanilla in a perfume. Guerlain, who is a chemist, could very well call his perfume vanilla, but he's inventing a structure, and for him, he's he's expressing the Orient, the Orient. Mm-hmm. The, so it's a vision. So in order to express this vision he calls his perfume Shalimar, which is an Indian word, blah, blah, blah. But what I mean is that the perfume and the name need to be combined together because it's very hard for someone who doesn't really have the proper culture when it comes to perfume. And frankly, it's it's a long process to acquire that culture. For someone who doesn't have the culture, when you smell perfume, you don't really know what you're smelling, you know. But if you put a name on the scent, then you're narrowing down the emotion you're telling the, the person, this is what I'm trying to express. This mm. is the emotion that I'm trying to express. So for me, words and scent go so well together. Probably also because that's my background. You and know, your I, thesis, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, But again, I also think it's the origin of perfumery. You know, If I take another example like Leur Bleu, um, when uh, Monsieur Guerlain goes to see the bottle designer because also every, every son had a different bottle at Guerlain. So the, even again, the chemist that was Guerlain understood the power of the bottle, the, the, the influence that the bottle will have on the perception of the scent. So when he, when he creates L'or Bleu, for him L'or Bleu is this moment in Paris when the sun sets, but there's still light in the sky and it's a gorgeous blue. And so he's t- talking to the designer about his love of Paris. Mm-hmm. And that's why the designer has the idea, because he keeps hearing his love for Paris, to create a bottle where the cap looks like a heart upside down. Mm. But without the name L'Or Bleu, there is no story about his love. And there is not this iconic bottle today at Guerlain. Yeah. So for me... it. Perfume has always been a triptych, bottle, name, and scent, always. So
1: on your bottles, um, your logo, you also have a shield, right? Or you also have a shield, like, emblem?
2: Yes. So um, we all know that perfume is is very much about seduction, you know? When you go out on a date, you do put perfume on and you're hoping that the scent will magically attract the person in front of you. But when you go to work in the morning, I don't know about you, but I'm not specifically in seduction mode, unless <laughs> n- you're y- not
1: allowed anymore.
2: It's true. <laughs> no, it's true. It's no no. No, it's true. It's, it's a no-no today, yeah, no no today, especially no. in the US. No. But Let Let's imagine another country <laughs> than the US. <laughs> <laughs> unless you have someone in your in your floor that you're having an eye on, you're not usually not in seduction uh, mode. Uh. But when you think when you close your eyes and you think about the moment where you put perfume on yourself before leaving the house, for me, you you you're putting a, a layer between you and the outside world. You're mm-hmm. putting a shield. It's true, and that's why I wanted to give protective, uh, like a shield and a protective powers to my, my perfume. I love that. By carving a shield motif on the sides.
1: What's a good, I know what, you're probably going to say it depends on the person but I just have to ask you, like what's a good work for fragrance, or like work, or for you? Like what do you...
2: A good work? What do you mean? Like
1: a good work fragrance? Like I don't to put her to on the like office. a very I to go sexy to go to the fragrance. Or like work to go out? To go to work. What kind
2: of work are we talking about? No,
1: like I don't put. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put. I, I actually would like to know what you work out in. Like what fragrance? I want to
0: put on a repellent sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like don't talk to me. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I there are fragrances. Well, there's many brands for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I definitely don't. Um, there are some fragrances I wouldn't dare put on for work. Wouldn't dare. But I'm curious to know what kind of um, protective fragrances you would put on for a work or what kind of like power fragrances. Like what do you think is a good like work, uh, meaning office fragrance?
2: Well, when I go to a work environment, I want, I want a perfume that is more probably more chic, mm-hmm. not too powerful because you're not again you're not in a work environment to leave a trail behind you mm-hmm. you want something that stays rather close to you mm-hmm. feels chic and feels yeah a bit more chilled probably um, what from
1: your collection
2: oh um, so many um, um, I don't know you could wear, you could wear uh, vodka on the rocks which is fresh but a very long lasting mm-hmm. freshness Um, if you're a woman, you could wear Good Girl Gone Bad, which is actually our iconic scent. But for me, it's it's above that, it's a very beautiful bouquet of flowers like we don't do anymore, because we don't do, we don't barely use those natural flowers anymore in perfume. And Good Girl Gone Bad is really a whirlwind of flowers. It's absolute after absolute after absolute. It's actually my most expensive perfume to produce.
0: And you're talking about romance and sensuality and also the shield's. But you're cheeky, too. There's a sense of humor, even with the names, Vodka on the Rocks, Good Girl Gone Bad.
1: What's the um, the clutch you like about being 29? Oh, it's just like, I will be 29 until further notice. I was mm-hmm. just like, I love Kelly, and he's just so cute. It's now making it's sense. Funny. sense. I, now,
0: now that I know like what your background is and your thesis, but like, what makes you laugh? Like, Did you think that was missing? Because I always think that humor is missing from marketing. I actually marketing.
2: feel that it doesn't exist in the perfume market, right? the sense of humor. None. So... Um, and I love it personally. So What's like, the, again, I'm not trying to do things for specific reasons. I try to do to be very honest about my creative process, and everything I do is very personal and, in a way, kind of autobiographic. I feel like in 20 years, <laughs> we can write a book by all the names of the sons.
0: Oh, we'll know your life. Okay, how about this though? I do this when I'm like, I need a good laugh, and I just go on YouTube. I have a couple videos that I go back to again and again. <laughs> Jess and I have some in common. What makes you laugh that, Like, when you're in a mood and you just need a good laugh?
2: Um, probably mo- a French movie.
0: Which French movie?
2: Um, do you, would you know an actor called Louis de funes
0: I'll pretend I do. Okay. Yes, of course.
2: So you should watch Louis de Funès movies.
0: Okay, they make you laugh. Die laughing. All right, now I got to get on that. I got to learn French first. Maybe there's subtitles. It would for
2: help. That. <laughs> no, actually, it, 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 it wouldn't help because it's oh. so much about. His mimics and the faces he makes, and it's one of the greatest actor. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, we're talking about expansion, okay. right? So you recently—I <laughs> love this—you recently had a party at your home for your new scented lipsticks. I'm not making this up, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Only you could have a lavish party for the most lavish perfume lipstick, and they're gorgeous, Thank you. It's not your first expansion, though. You also did beautifully perfumed, scented—that's um, redundant—beautifully perfumed lingerie. Mm-hmm. You also have done clutches, which you just mentioned.
2: Jewelry, scented jewelry. Ju- uh,
1: scented jewelry. I love—the jewelry is stunning. The okay. jewelry looks like it's, you know, belongs in the windows of Cartier. I mean, it's Because stunning.
2: they've been designed by an amazing jewelry designer named Eli Top. Ellie was uh, the jewelry designer for Lanvin under Albert Elbaz for 15 oh, wow. years. So everything you have seen during the Albert Elbaz years at Lanvin it's all designed by Ellie.
1: Wow. So what did you always know that you wanted to expand when you came up with your line was it like I'm going to start with fragrance or it's just this been like has this been a natural evolution?
2: Well again it's funny because for me it's not that new. Um Back in the days when the streets were not smelling like they smell today, people were wearing what we call pomandeurs. There were those necklaces mm-hmm. and they had a kind of an egg shape around, them, around the neck, and the egg was containing a potpourri of, of smells. So, whenever they were crossing a street where the smell was not up to their liking, mm-hmm. they would just take the necklace and take it close to the nose so they could go through the streets. But they, it looks like a piece of jewelry. Mm. And when you look at my jewelry, the way it works is that there is a a mechanic system where the jewelry opens and we can slide a ceramic stone that can be scented with any perfume of your choice. But the way women wear it is actually exactly the same um, gesture as back in the 18th century. They play with it. They, they smell it. There's something really fun about it. Yeah. And when they wear the ring or the bracelet, each time they take their phone, which is rather often right now, right. Uh, they get whips of perfume. So right. the one thing we, we, the one comment we're getting from all the women wearing the jewelry is that they actually get to enjoy their perfume again. Because let's be honest, you, the perfume, you like it when you try a new scent, you smell it the first few days. But after a while, you don't smell your own scent. It's actually a pleasure that you give everyone around you except yourself. Right. But with the jewelry, you get to rediscover your own scent.
0: That's a nice way to do it. We need that on the subway when oh we're coming God. to the pod. And yeah. I won't talk
2: about the, the scented lingerie because that was an experience.
0: Uh, this is a podcast. You have to talk about <laughs> it. You don't just drop that <laughs> line was po- and It was not.
1: positive or was it, you moved on from it?
2: Oh, my God. It was so funny. So I did this collaboration under the Estee Lauder Company's um, era time, and uh, it was one of Wait, the first. Sorry, pro- it was
1: under the Estee Lauder.
2: Like I, I did this project. Uh, my company was already acquired by Estee Lauder yeah, Company. Yes, so we're going to get to that in a second. So when I was alone, I would do the products I want. I would. I mean, I had. <laughs> you, you were your I would, own boss. I would just not were... ask anything to anyone. Yeah. It, but in the case of Estee Lauder Companies, there is processes. Oh my god! Did
1: you go rogue?
2: No, oh. no, I did not go work, <laughs> but uh, so in the case of the lingerie, what you sent is the lace, the lace. You don't yeah. send the, the silk, you send the lace. Okay. But the um, the legal team,
1: <laughs> yeah
2: the legal team at SLR, the companies were not so much afraid about the the tops, the top part but rather afraid about potential consequences of the panty.
1: You need me on, listen, (laughs) you need me on your board. Are we talking like medical consequences? No, itching, itching, Yes, we're talking about all that. Sensitive area. So you should
2: see me on my knees trying to see exactly if the lace touches the sensitive. would potentially touch.
1: Yeah, because if you're sleeping and you're rolling around, killing.
2: Well, don't give ideas to them now
1: sorry. Is it still available?
2: <laughs> no, but I know I know. You, no, we, we almost sold out. But I know that uh, you, you, you had John Dempsey on yeah, your podcast. Yeah, yeah. At one point, the panty had to f- finish on his desk, and he had to approve the signature of the release of the panty.
1: Oh, my God. He knows what's
0: up. I'm sure he was like, you know what? This is a great idea. This will yeah. stand alone. It, it brings up, though, what it's like to work with... A new, a new boss. You're a niche brand new, and you've been acquired. I
2: think it's more fun. To, it's fun to do projects like that because if my life had to be for the next twenty years to just do one new scent every year, mm-hmm. I think I would just shoot myself.
0: Are they? Are you? Do you still have your freedom? How has it been now that you're part of a big conglomeration? We talk about this a lot on the podcast. Niche brands getting acquired and what that
2: means. What did it mean for Frankly, you? Frankly, I feel very lucky because yeah. I. Um, you
1: were acquired in 2016.
2: Uh, February 2016. Correct. Okay. Wow. To uh, be fair, I, I did. You did my some research. Before, yeah. <laughs> no, I I think it's fantastic for us to be part of SLR companies for two reasons. One is that the group has a an amazing track record to build brands, mm-hmm. and they build brands by building the desirability of the brand, not by building success stories products where you stack them up and combine, they create an equity. They really build the brand itself. What you want is the brand, you know, not a specific product, Mm -hmm. which I think is amazing. The other thing is that they put founders and creative directors on a pedestal. And I don't have to get any approval for any new scent. Except for the panties. That's amazing. That was different. But for any new scent, (laughs) I just don't need any approval.
0: That's great. No consumer testing. We'll see if it plays well in like, you know, Mississippi. No, but obviously
2: because our market is not that big enough to to, do that. Right.
1: You don't have to do that huge volume. No. So how do you get inspired to create different scents? Like where do you – are you someone that's like, I'm going to mood board the hell out of this for, you know, three months? Or is it like you were in the kitchen one day and you're like – I'm feeling China. I'm inspired or like I saw a movie last night and like what's your process
2: like? So, it's it's um it's a process in two steps. One for me, it's the emotion and the emotion is carried by the name. So, if I can do a parallel, I would say first comes the script oh, and then the acting. Well, exactly the same for me. First the name of the scent, and that provokes the emotion mm-hmm. that I'm trying to convey and then I go see the perfumer and I we discuss together usually based on an accord that I give to the perfumer we, we expand the accord to try to express the emotion carried mm-hmm. by the name
1: um, jumping back for a second just back to business stuff so much of the conversation when we talk to fragrance executives and we had this conversation <coughs> a little bit with John on a broader scale was, you know, how do we capture the the attention of the millennial? And I think when it comes to fragrance, that conversation feels especially fraught because, you know, they want to see things, they want to Instagram it, blah, blah, blah. Is this a, something that, you know, is on your mind at all or do you just do what you do?
2: No, we did a collection that is called My Kind of Love, mm-hmm. which is aimed for another type of distribution than the distribution where I was – previously distributed, which is the department store distribution. This new collection is sold uh, for now exclusively at Sephora, Mm -hmm. which is especially in the U.S. It won't be the case in other countries. But in the U.S., this is really where the, the millennial customer shops
0: yeah, for the party for that, there was a tattoo artist. You know, I yeah. waited in line for mm-hmm, a tattoo mm-hmm. and I didn't get one. Really? But some of my friends did. Yeah, that a lot was, of people
2: got a tattoo. That yeah.
0: was the party. Of,
2: it was, was such that, a fun party. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God, that the party was last summer or two
0: summers, Bogo? No, not, that, last, it's summer. not last summer. last summer. Yeah. Did right. you get a tattoo?
2: No, I had to leave, get, give my place.
1: Do you have any tattoos?
2: No. Hmm.
1: <laughs> he just wanted everyone else to get them.
2: But it works. Do, He's got a stamp do, on everyone. Which one do you
0: have? I didn't get it at the party, but I have lots all over. We'll look later. One of, like, the sweetest <laughs> girls
1: on our team that got imp- some. <laughs> that wasn't an invitation. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember, it was an errand? Erin. She, she got her very first tattoo. Oh, my yeah. God. It was like, she, suddenly I was looking. She was like, I think I might go. I think I might get a tattoo. I was like, cool. I'll see you tomorrow. And then I looked at night at home. I saw an Instagram video of her getting a tattoo. Yep. I mean, that party was was pretty epic. Yeah. Well, um, so you, you know the mi- millennial mindset, it seems. <laughs> um, okay. And then what... I'm like jumping around all over, but there's just so much to talk about, Killian. Um, we were, ta- we're talking about like your process. The I also read that like you think about your collections because they do have like nice themes as books. Yeah. So I remember there was like kind of like the let's just call it like for argument's sake like the druggy one, like the druggy <laughs> one. No, yeah, <laughs> the, the vices, the, the vices one. It had like it's the much cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> much more <laughs> romantic if you call it vices.
2: Continue. Like, I'm gonna be out of job by tomorrow. <laughs> no,
1: no, a friend of We'll call them. No, it's fine. I, <laughs> I love you and I love your fragrances so much. Um, the cannabis one, cannabis vodka, cognac, S- smoke for the soul. That was the cannabis one. Mm-hmm.
2: Cigar. Cigar. Cigar Monte Cristo.
1: But then there was like Turkish one Turkish coffee. Oh, that was a good one, too. Um, then you have like um, one that's all like love, right? Like go straight to heaven. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm like trying to show him that like I really like his favorites. What, is. what,
0: what book is next? Like what's coming up?
1: Yeah, like what's coming library?
2: Up? So I love... What's the story I'll, you want to tell? I love to create collections with multiple scents at once because it allows me to create um, really a story. Video, an olfactive book, if you want. So, what's going but on? But the now? issue, to be honest, is that there's always one that uh, overshadows everybody else. And it, it's sometimes I feel that it's a bit of a shame because mm-hmm. I'm very proud of two sons or three sons, and one is suddenly so successful that at the counter, everyone pushes the one that is very successful and the two others just get like, kind of like lost lost, uh, lost behind. So we're not going to do that anymore because I feel like it's... Um, oh, wow. Um, yeah, because, you know, there are sons that I absolutely adore and they, they didn't get a chance. What's like an
1: unsung, like now is your chance. Can you tell us some, some sense that didn't get the play that they deserved?
2: Yeah, uh, for example, in the last collection that I launched called From Dusk Till Dawn, it was a collection homage to Gustav Klimt Mm-hmm. And there uh, are two scents, one called Woman in Gold uh, and one called Gold Knight, Knight with a K. Um, gold Knight is probably right now my favorite scent. I love it. I, I keep wearing it. I think every each time I wear it, I get so many compliments. But Woman in Gold is something fantastic about a woman, you know, a woman who is a woman in gold and um this this sand has become a top seller immediately mm-hmm. and in the collection this is the one that is being pushed over and over so and this one lost lost traction you know and it's really hard to bring back traction once once no no one really it didn't work out
1: Wait, woman in golden
0: it, or well, the, I mean, gold night the, the gold night yeah. didn't mm-hmm. yeah watch this podcast come out and there's like a huge jump Gold Knight you heard it here <laughs> go get it
2: so the next one would be a solo and what's okay. that,
0: that going to be we, can we know
2: it's really the themes that I love that are really that are meaningful for me so love and addictions
0: fab okay or
2: the addiction of love
0: um, what am I supposed to ask about next the home
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm like I lost track of my question. I know. We we're just we're like taken. Do
0: You taken. don't do home
2: fragrance, do you? I do. We have candles.
0: What does your house smell like?
2: Uh, well, during the party, <laughs> the the house smelled a sound called Song of Songs.
0: Song of Songs. Song of Songs. And what does that smell like?
2: Um, it's uh, it's resins and incense. Okay. So a little bit more spiritual, woodsy, huh? spiritual. But usually my house smells like a sound called French Boudoir, which is a tuberose.
0: Okay. I mean, you say French Boudoir, and I know immediately. It's like powdery
1: <laughs> and like backstage at the Moulin Rouge kind of smell.
2: Exactly. I, I like feel like it. you
1: love tuberose. I feel like you bring it up a lot.
2: It is my favorite flower.
1: It's powerful.
2: It's it, carnal. It, it, it is. It is, but the, the truth is that it's a flower that has been mistreated by perfumers for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And because tuberose is so expensive, perfumers were reconstituting a tuberose using synthetic raw materials. And those synthetic combined together create something very strong, which is not the reality of the real flower. Mm -hmm. When I work on the tuberose, I only work with absolute tuberose, never the reconstitution.
1: So we want to smell a real tuberose. We need to spend the... A, we need to spend money... And it's it's not going to disappoint
2: if you like those flowers. No. Okay,
1: okay. Um, so I feel like people have, um, at least in the industry, um, obviously not your close friends and coworkers, but they kind of think Killian this like dashing, debonair, like jet set. Like they got this like I- caricature like idea of who you are. It's also like your sense and stuff. Can you tell us something that is going to surprise us?
2: I mean, jet set really not. Uh...
1: You are not jet set. Is home?
2: No, I love to go out, but I love to go out with friends. I don't go out to public events very, very little.
1: So, like, are you just like watching TV at home?
2: No, I don't do Maybe
1: that either. That's <laughs> it. See, you're not, you're not surprising us. This is all what we would picture. Like, tell us something that, like, like what's like, what do you I do? I love,
2: I love. No, no. To be honest, I don't go out every night. I love staying at home and having dinner with my wife. This, I love that. But I do love to have a social life. But I don't do big dinners. I do one. Big dinner at home usually every month. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, I love some dinners.
0: Are you getting like a frozen dinner? I just want to yeah, picture you like, Yeah, I just
1: want to home. know like something that's like, like, like that we don't know about Killian. Something that's going to surprise us. Something kind of we don't know. Like, I don't like know. when a-
0: John Dempsey told us that he like, his favorite product was like the pet cleaner stuff that he used. Remember? Oh, yeah. he's like, you can't picture John Dempsey cleaning up after like a cat oh, that peed his
2: house, you know?
1: And he loves Denny's. And he loves Danny's. What's your Danny's moment?
2: I don't even know what Danny's is. Oh,
1: the, oh my God. <laughs> you know what? Killian, you're just, you're just you just, know, you, you really are living it up. No, I mean, yeah. no,
2: It's so funny. That's not the first time. One, one day I was doing a PA in Houston at, at a woman's house. And, um, and there's all those Texas women. Yeah. Yes. It
1: was like, this, ha- this must have been some house.
2: And uh, I, at one point <laughs> I was with my wife and one of them looks at me like, she's like, Oh my god, you are so cute! I could eat you like a Cheeto.
1: <laughs> and you said, "What is and a I Cheeto?" And I said,
2: "Honey, what is a Cheeto?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you get a Cheeto? Do you Who? know what a Cheeto is today?
2: No, I know what a Cheeto is okay. today. Yes.
1: He's got nothing. He's Killing. on brand, right? <laughs> you live, li- you live your brand. You do, you do. You don't disappoint.
2: I told you, I'm honest about it. <laughs> Thank
1: you. They got the right guy. Yeah. Should we ask about it even more? I just penny. want to end the interview right here. <laughs> Should we ask no. about other products? No, you know? you're great. We're done. Well, Killian, fantastic. I adore you. <laughs> j'adore, j'adore.
2: No, that's very dear. Thank
1: Sorry. you. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah no, you have to finish on something okay, well, else. Um, Killian,
0: you're a bad boy gone good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could eat you like a cheeto. <laughs> that's it. Fun. Hold on. Well, it's on. Guess what it's time for? What's
1: the time? What's the time? Raising a wand. Okay. I can't
0: go after that fabulous French man and just start singing. I need to be more sophisticated like him. He was so mm. sophisticated. I
1: feel like he does not suffer fools. He doesn't. So he doesn't like me at all. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, what are you raising a wand to? Okay, so I am raising a wand to the cutest little makeup brush set. You know, you and I have been traveling a lot lately, and I feel like it's not— <laughs> We did not even address this on this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> Our
0: fiasco. But yes, so we made dreadful. fabulous content for you guys when we tried
1: to go to South by Southwest. Oh, my but... God. That was so pathetic. It was. Um, what is the brush okay, set? Okay, so, well, I, w- I didn't have a chance to really glam up um, during that. Um, american airlines like nightmare but um this is the jenny patinkin i hope i'm saying her name right she's a fabulous makeup artist she has a luxury vegan did you hear me guys vegan makeup brush set and it's a little petite guy i'm showing showing the room showing the class i know this brush set it's adorable it's adorable it comes in this like faux croc um canister. little case. Yeah, it's a canister. It's like faux croc. And it has five makeup brushes, everything from lip liner, which I don't really use. Oh, not a lip liner, a, sm- a smudge. I do use the smudge for my liner mm-hmm. to uh, like a blush brush, crease, everything. They are soft like butter. And I love... I know that was my throat. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> drinking water fast, man. I'm just chugging. So what I like is... When I have to pack, I hate packing. Like, that's one of the things I'm worst at. And I know that if I chuck this little thing in, I can put that in my Charlotte Tilbury face palette. The
0: five-minute face palette. Five-minute face palette. I do the same thing. Plus
1: this canister and a lipstick and a mascara. Bam. At least the makeup is sorted.
0: It's true. And I also like that some of the brush kits, they get smushed or they're trying to put the cap on and then the Ugh. fibers turn down because that canister is has a lot of room in it. Yes. You just throw them in there. You don't have to worry about like sliding them into teeny tiny slots. It's not in a brush, fussy. Like, in a folding brush kit. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. yes I, I hate h- doing when that. When
1: it's like a little pencil case and they have, oh, stick the brush in this little like It's like sloth. threading a needle to get the brush in the
0: kit. You've got Intern it, Intern Tiff Jen. is nodding. Yes. She agrees with Intern me.
1: Intern Tiff is like feeling this. Preach. Preach. So this thing, it's $65. Um, Avi, not cheap, but like they're super, super luxe. And I also just love that like this is a woman who clearly gets other women. And, you know, I want to travel in style even when I'm held up like hostage in the Charlotte airport. In the country
0: and in suites in a double bed with me. It's look Hmm. into
1: it. If you travel a lot, give yourself this little treat because Lord knows you need them sometimes. Travel is not easy. That's a good one. Okay, so we
0: had daylight savings, so I'm outside in more sunlight. Mm-hmm. And I like I do try to be sunscreen all year round, but I like step it up this time of year. Mm-hmm. I have a new amazing one that I seriously think doubles as a BB cream. It's Tizo T I Z O three, age defying fusion tinted sunscreen. Tinted sunscreens are tricky because yeah. if you don't have the right skin tone for that particular tint, you're like, great, that's now I'm putting on foundation that doesn't match. Yeah. This one is Weirdly, the color looks like it's going to be really pigmented, but it is so sheer, and I've tried it on other people, and it works on a lot of skin tones. It also has this, like, I want to say primer, silicone feel, almost like a Smashbox mm-hmm. primer where it just sort of, like, floats onto your skin and disappears. Mm-hmm. But you get this full-ass coverage. I think it's SPF. Let me see. You, you, SPF40. Do you know this? One? I don't know this the, brand. And the other thing is, it looks very medical, so you're like, eh, boring. It looks like, um, I don't know. It just looks like Elta MD or Obaji yeah. Medical, and it's. But this is like a sophisticated cosmetic pri- uh, product that is masquerading as a sunscreen in my mind. Wow, tricky. So, um, it look it. I it think it's like forty bucks, and you can get it even cheaper at Walmart, I believe. So we'll put links on the blog, but that's my razor wand
1: nice. for this week. Vastly different, but I like it. Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, FatMascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us
0: directly, email us at info at FatMascara.com, or you can follow us on social, at fatmascara, shoot us a DM. And we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. Lash mascara for 25% off.